0: In the name of Jesus, in the words of one of my favorite TV characters, not named MacGyver, and having everything to do with church, well, isn't that special? And it is. It's special, Dana Carvey, because today we have Genesis 11, Babel, and we have Acts 2, Pentecost. Pentecost. And you can't get any more opposite of one another than these two events. It's better than Richard Anderson as MacGyver or Dana Carvey as Saturday Night Live's church lady. Leave it to the Lord to pull this one off today, folks. At Babel, the Lord confuses and scatters. At Pentecost the Lord orders and gathers. At Babel, the diversity of languages and tongues brought an end to the illusory, you shall be as God ambitions of rebellious sinful men. But at Pentecost, the diversity of languages and tongues marks now the beginning of the preaching of the good news of the Good Friday, risen and reigning as Lord Jesus to the nations of the whole world. You see, Babel and Pentecost, our Old Testament reading and Gospel reading for today, are all about language and how the Lord uses it. So let's review. Babel, scatter. Pentecost, gather. You got that? Do we need to do it again? Let's do it one more time. Babel, scatter, Pentecost. Hang on to that. But before we go further, let's review a little bit because a long time ago, the world had only one language, right? There was just one language. These were the descendants of Noah after the flood, but they were very naughty people, They had a hankering to be like God. They were not satisfied just to be His created creatures. And that's what sinners do. And so they made a plan. Let us build, they said. But did you notice the let us language is actually a mocking of the way the Holy Trinity talks. You remember, don't you, from Genesis 1:26? Let us make mankind in our image, God said. And so, as if these people are little divinities, they declare, Let us build. And so they do. They will build a great city with the world's tallest tower. It'll be a skyscraper that'll make the Trump Tower in New York City look puny. And they will build it, don't you know, with baked bricks instead of stone and asphalt for mortar. You see, baked bricks means now independence and self-sufficiency. Building with stones, after all, is just too restrictive. You can only build where the stones are and you can only build so high. But with baked bricks... Hello, technology, everything changes. The sky is now the limit. You can build anywhere you want and you can build as high as you want. As high as their haughty confidence. Their cocky arrogance. Listen again. Come, let us... And remember, that language mocks the way God talks. Let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens. Why, you ask? Oh, so that we may make a name for ourselves. Advent Lutheran. We're 25 years old now. we got a voters' meeting today. We're going to start talking about plans and and what the Lord has in store and what we want to do together, but let me tell you right now, they're not our plans. Let us pay attention to God's Word. Let us take what He has given us and use it for the good of our fellow man that the Gospel may shine forth. Because otherwise, if it's just about us, about what we want or what we think, and God and His work and His Word is not even in the picture or in our peripheral visions, then we're the same as same as this. Reach the heavens. Attain and achieve Hollywood status. Have your best life now. Attain to your greatest potential. Control your future. And you will be like God. Baked bricks and tar are their ticket to achieve a perfect and unlimited utopia. What's yours? Can you identify those in your life? In your church? In your family? In your community? See, the possibilities for sinners, well, they become endless when man is in charge. And with all of our technology, wow, we're just so much smarter nowadays, aren't we? We can be like God. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. King David speaks the bold-faced truth to the disastrous dreams of idolatrous utopians back then and now. And it's, it's from Psalm 2. It's really simple. Why don't you repeat after me? The one enthroned in heaven laughs. (laughs) There, good job. The Lord scoffs at them. (laughs) It's a great one, Psalm 2. Did you know that? The Lord laughs. You didn't know that, did you? The Lord chuckles, and in addition, he interferes. He becomes, if you will, a completely appropriate divine prankster in the sense that he impedes all man-made plans. And the Lord does exactly that in this Babel text. He throws a huge pipe wrench in the construction site on the plains there of Shinar. He doesn't topple the tower. He doesn't send Al Gore-like doomsday, catastrophic global warming to melt all the mortar and disintegrate the brick. Ah, 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 ah. The Lord confuses their language. He jumbles up their nouns and their verbs. He shuffles the adjectives and the adverbs. He tangles their tongues. And guess what? They can't understand each other anymore. It's like me trying to read half the text I get from my kids. It's total confusion. It's A Babel. Scrambled tongues and scattered people. Later in the Bible, did you know that this place is called Babylon? Maybe you didn't know that. Babylon in the Bible is the city that exemplifies man's ambition to be like God. And in the book of Revelation, Babylon is pictured as a prostitute luring men to their spiritual death with the seduction of her luxuries, her wealth, and her power. But on to Acts 2. Because in Acts 2, the Lord does a Pentecost, and it's just the opposite, remember, of Babel. Scattered Jews from all over the world are now, thank you, gathered, Scattered, gathered, you got it. They are gathered now. Gathered. They're at Jerusalem for worship. And the apostles are there, as well as the other disciples of the Lord. And all of a sudden, there is the sound of of rushing wind and, and tongues of fire. And if you read your Bible, wind and fire always signify something special. Think Elijah Something huge. Something that's coming from the Lord. And the Lord's going to do something special here, which He does because the apostles are filled with the Holy Spirit, and then they preach, they speak in languages that are actually understandable. Egyptian for the Egyptians. Greek for the Greeks. Arabic for the... Aramaic for the, very good, who said Hebrews, that was good. You see, in a sense, the confusion of Babel is reversed now in this very moment. The various languages remained, however, the Holy Spirit gave the apostles the ability now to speak them, and everyone heard in their own native language that the Good Friday and Easter Sunday Jesus, that guy, is the Savior of the world. The message, that which the Holy Spirit brought, is that Jesus died and rose for the salvation of all sinners. You see, the real miracle of Pentecost Sunday is that the preaching of the gospel broke through Babel's language barrier. Now, not just for the Jews, mind you, but for all people. All heard in their own native tongue that Jesus is God for you. That Jesus died for you. That He answered and atoned for all of your sin. That He is your Savior. That He conquered death and hell for you. And He lives and reigns at the Father's right hand for you. And you can be sure of it. Because even you this day are hearing this good news in your own language. So what about you folks here at Advent today. To be fair, every Sunday is a little Pentecost. It really is. In your own language, you hear the good news that Jesus died for you too. He did, really. Why? Well, because you and I need to hear that. Because you and I are just like the people at Babel. You too have the relentless desire to be a little divinity of your own and not live as a human. You live as if you have better words than the Lord. And you often live as if life is all about making a name for yourself. And so, it's what sinners do. Sinners live only for self. Curved in on yourself, 24-7, 365, navel-gazing, and that's why Jesus died for you, to be your Savior, to redeem you, to forgive you, to take your eyes from being focused and looking inwardly upon yourself and instead looking up and looking out. And that's what absolution is for. That's what the sermon is for. That's what the Lord's Supper is for. That's what your baptism that you live daily in is for. You see, in the Word and sacraments, you get to hear the living voice of Christ. You get to feel the Holy Spirit blowing upon you. And the Holy Spirit, what a worker, He rolls up His sleeves and He bears witness not to Himself, but to Jesus. Jesus who is God for you, who completely atoned for all of your navel-gazing, your self-centeredness, and running around so often as if you are a little God. And for that you're forgiven. That's what Jesus does for you. Makes peace with you before the Father in heaven, whom Jesus speaks about in our Gospel text for today. Jesus completely atones for all of your sin, and you, without having done a thing, now are forgiven. Do you understand these words? Do you understand the freedom now that comes with being forgiven in this way, with being released for service to God and to your neighbor? See, every time you hear the gospel in your own language, you experience and receive another little Pentecost. You are winded, flooded, and fired by the Holy Spirit as He calls you to faith in Jesus by the Gospel, as He enlightens you for salvation with His gifts, as He sanctifies, holies you, and keeps you in the one true faith. And then, then on the last day, on that last day, you will see with your eyes what you now have by faith. On the last day when Jesus comes to judge the living and the dead, the same Holy Spirit will raise you and all the dead by the command of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit will breathe that very breath of life into your corpse. And He will give you a new resurrected body, just like Jesus, who lives and reigns. All of this for life everlasting with God Himself. With the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, with all of your loved ones who have died in the faith. And all of this, as Luther teaches us in the Catechism, is most certainly true. And you know it. And you hear it this day. You who have been scattered, now gathered. You're hearing it in your own native lingo. Well, isn't that special? Yeah, it is. It really is. In the name of Jesus. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.